0: This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name's Mark Vance. I'm the lead pastor here at Cornerstone, and glad to be with you again on the Equip Podcast for today's topic. And we want to talk a little today about living life inside of spiritual rhythm setting up good spiritual rhythm for your life. And here's what I mean by spiritual rhythm. Think of, you have spiritual disciplines. Those are like the practices of spiritual life. Things like reading your Bible, praying. Those are practices and techniques that help with the how-to of communion with God. Spiritual rhythm, that's actually about the plan that you use to implement the practices. What's your daily rhythm? What's a quick Quick, like weekly habit that you have. And what I've found is actually often it's living in rhythm, not just learning the technique of spiritual life, where people actually gain the most um, really positive movement and growth in their spiritual life. Here's an illustration to kind of help you think about this. Often my wife and I have the privilege of doing premarital counseling with couples that are getting ready to be married. And as Crystal and I have worked with couples over the years, one of the observations that we have is we can work with them on all sorts of techniques on how to grow. Even take something like communication. We can teach people how to listen empathetically and how to you know communicate care through body language. We can teach people how to ask good reflective questions. We can give them all sorts of good communication skills. But for most couples, they don't break down because they don't have good communication skills. They break down because they don't have good communication rhythms. They don't have a habit of weekly syncing up their schedules together, so they don't plan well. They don't have a daily habit of going on a walk or just talking for 10 minutes, so they get distant from one another over time. All the communication techniques I can give them in the world won't make up for bad habits. In other words, the communication technique doesn't work because they don't have healthy rhythms that they live inside of. I think the same thing is often true of spiritual life and for me the greatest growth in my life over the past couple years has been just learning to live inside of healthier habits healthier rhythms of spiritual life and so some of the training i got on this actually i did a life kind of planning process with will mancini's group um, unique and in their unique life planning process They talk about a life-making cycle. These are spiritual rhythms to live inside of. They highlight four of them. They talk about a daily habit, a weekly habit, a quarterly habit, and an annual habit. So daily, you want to cultivate a quiet time. Weekly, you want to learn how to practice Sabbath rest and to have a time where you prayerfully plan your week. Third, quarterly, you want to retreat away and take a morning or extended time to prayerfully look over your life, reflect back, and then set new sets of goals. And then annually, you want an even more extended period of time to kind of take an even deeper dive into those things. Here's what I've learned. These rhythms of spiritual life, when I live inside of them, produce incredible growth for me, and they help me to stay in constant and consistent communion with God. So we're going to walk through each of those, and I'll take them in kind of three big chunks. We'll talk about a daily habit of quiet time, weekly habits of Sabbath and planning, and then how to re- build like a, a retreat time, quarterly or annual, to review and reflect and plan before God. So, okay, we're going to start with the daily habit here, the daily spiritual rhythm of what we could call a quiet time. Although really for me... Quiet time is kind of a misnomer there because I would prefer to do as much of this out loud as possible. When it comes to reading the Bible or praying, if I can do this, even mumbling under my breath out loud just kind of helps me to stay focused because I can get really, really distracted personally. And so in that quiet time daily, here's what I want to do. I want to slow down to be in God's presence. I want to read the Word I want to pray that thing that God's spoken to me through his word back to him. And then I want to plan my day and set a couple simple goals. So those three things are what I do. I don't take too long. It's about 15 minutes. I read the word. I pray back to God, and I plan out my day. So reading the word for me, I need some sort of idea of what I'm going to read. I've been using the 1002 plan along with Cornerstone. We'll link to that in the show notes here. I think that's really helpful at other times in my life. I found it really helpful to actually read a whole book of the Bible um, every day. And so not long books for me, guys. I'm talking like 1 Peter or a couple chapters out of Ephesians. Reading the same thing every day for a while kind of sinks it into your brain. And I think that's been a really uh, healthy practice for me. In either case, I simply want to look for one piece of truth that I can stick to my life. Maybe it's a phrase, a verse that I write out, and I just hold on to that for that day. Then I pray that back to God. I take that, I transform it into a prayer for myself, for my family, for people that I lead. And then in light of that, I just make some simple plans for the day. And I look at what's going on, and I just write out, either in a note app or on an actual physical piece of paper, the three things I want to try to accomplish that day. And then I go forward into my day. Daily, time in the Word, prayer, and planning. That translates next into weekly rhythms. So every week, there's two of them I want to talk about, Sabbath and a prayerful planning rhythm. So with Sabbath, here's the key, that Sabbath is a 24-hour discipline, ideally. Now, if you've never done it before and you're like, I can't do 24 hours, start with 12 and work your way up. Start with an afternoon or an evening and work your way up. But here's the goal. The goal here is to stop thinking about being a person who has to be productive, okay? You stop working on creation, and instead, you remember that you're a human being, not just a human doing. You're resting in what God has given. And so in Sabbath, you rest from productivity. That doesn't necessarily mean you do nothing. You rest from activity. It means you do the things that restore your soul. You give yourself on Sabbath day some digital distance, This is a key one. Your world is humming with too much information from the internet and from blog posts, from TV shows. So so slow down, charge the phone, leave it on the dock all day. Do something to disconnect a little bit digitally. Give yourself more digital distance. Do things that are fun, are the best things. You want to take a nap, you want to go golf, you want to go on a walk. Do the best things of the week and prioritize corporate worship. Sabbath is a reset It's a remembering thing where we remember who we are in light of God. So for most people, I think the best timing on this is going to be Saturday evening to Sunday evening with corporate worship right there in the middle. For me, I'm a pastor. Sunday can be kind of a hectic day. And so generally, I'm starting Friday evening around family movie night, wrapping up towards Saturday evening. But that reset weekly is God's design to kind of like reboot our spiritual heart. Now, I want to add one little element to this. Sabbath is a reboot and reset, but I try to do every week before I start my week on a Monday morning, a prayerful planning time. What I do is I look at my calendar and I look at some goals in four areas, goals about health, love, work, and play. Learn this again from this life-making cycle. A health goal, like, how am I? Spiritual health, personal health, mental health, love, That's about my core relationships of friends and family, work, the goals that I have in my calling vocationally, and then play. What do I do to just have fun and recharge in life? Every quarter, I set a couple of big goals underneath those four broader categories. So like one of them right now for me in health, I want to eat more clean. This is shout out to you, Corey Patton. I'm trying to eat better. Eating more vegetables, less processed food. Don't eat after eight o'clock at night less dessert all the time. I love sweets. I need to lower the sweets. All right. So I'm just trying to eat a little bit more healthy. Well, that goal, here's what I do in that weekly planning time. I look at my calendar, but I also look at those four areas and I just ask, how am I doing? I've set a goal. Am I moving toward it? Is it going well? By reviewing those, see, sometimes we can set goals like crazy, but we never review them. So when you don't review a goal regularly, it kind of becomes useless to you. You've just set it, but then you don't go back to it to check in. So for me, just simply learning to check in on my goals, it has made all the difference in actually making progress. So weekly, I review those four areas. And then after that, I just set kind of, I call it like my top five for the week. What are the top five things I need to accomplish this week? Sometimes I'll do a top five for home and a top five from work, however you want to do that. Weekly, Sabbath, and then prayerfully plan. I really do. I offer that time of planning to God. I'm his servant. He has called me in life to do things that serve him and others. This is a chance to discipline myself in front of him, to move toward that. All right. Daily rhythms, that's a quiet time. Weekly rhythm, it's the reset of Sabbath and of prayerful planning. Then quarterly and annual, I'm going to combine these and talk about the discipline of a retreat. Now, for some of you, even saying take a retreat to plan quarterly and annual, that sounds like something only pastors would do, and I get that. Let me demystify the word spiritual retreat or retreat. Here's what I really want it to be, a time for extended prayer and, and time in the Word where I just remember who I am. And then I take a morning or two or three hours to thoughtfully plan out my life. Friends, I cannot emphasize this enough. Many of us are aiming at nothing and hitting it every time in our family, in our work, in our spiritual life. We're just going through the rhythm of motions, just pushed onward by the next thing and the next thing and the next thing in two to three hours invested every quarter in your life to have a life worth living is not a big investment so with a quarterly retreat here's what i'm doing four times a year you know three times a year whatever you want to do there i'm just spending a morning to reset my focus and ask god god how am i doing and what you've called me to so every quarter i spend two or three hours and i review again remember those goals health love work and play And I look back. The first is I reflect. How did the previous quarter goal go? Did I move forward? Then the second thing is I look forward. What are new goals that I want to set? Should I tweak those? So I just try to do those and spend a little bit more time praying and reading the Bible. It's not rocket science there. Now, annually, what I try to do is have one time where I go a little deeper And what I do in the annual retreat is I add into it really deeply reflecting on all the areas that God has called me and all the dreams that I have in the long term of my life. So areas God's called me is I'm reflecting, here's the way I think of it. I think calling is about what God has assigned to me in life. So I know I am called to be a follower of Jesus. I'm a disciple of Christ. Second, I'm a husband to Crystal. Third, I'm a father to Owen, Avery, and Reed. Fourth, I'm a pastor at Cornerstone Church. Then you could add on to it. I'm a friend to those God's called me into their life. I'm a family member to my parents and my brothers, my extended family. I'm a community leader inside of Ames. So, okay, in those areas, I don't make those up. God gave those to me. The question I ask is, God, am I being fruitful and faithful In this area? Am I being fruitful? And am I being faithful? Lord willing, those two things line up. Like I would love it if as a dad, I am being faithful to discipline and to nurture and to encourage and to challenge my kids and that that's fruitful and fun and great. But some seasons, guys, you just got to be faithful even when it doesn't feel really fruitful. That's true in every area of these callings. But by asking those two questions of every area God assigned to me, I just try to spend a minute or two. Jesus, you called me as a disciple of yours. I'm a follower of yours. Am I being fruitful and faithful here? Do you want me to change how I interact with you? It's really helpful to me. Even in Disciple Jesus, it's in this annual treat where I'm picking out how I'm going to read the Bible that year, areas I want to grow in prayer. That practice, fruitful and faithful, as a husband, it gives me time to reflect and go, Am I being the man God called me to be for Crystal? Am I loving her the way Christ loved the church? What do I need to change in that relationship? Okay, so the annual retreat. spend a little more time in-depth thinking about my calling. In addition to thinking health, love, work, and play, and resetting new goals, and looking forward at the calendar, all that, I'm trying to look at calling. And then the other thing is I'm trying to look at my lifetime, so some people think of this as a bucket list. That's a way to say it. Other lifetime goals, things that are bigger than what I could ever accomplish inside of one quarter or one year. These are the goals like, I'm, I, at a lifetime, I'm praying that my children would one day be my best friends and my wisest counselors. So this big goal, I'm asking, am I making progress up the mountain of that big goal? So some of these lifetime bucket list sort of things are you can organize them by the way by those health, love, work, and play categories. You could do it that way. That's kind of roughly how I do it. But I look and say, okay, I want to shoot par one one day playing golf. That may seem like a silly thing, but I like doing it. I think it's pretty healthy for me, and I like competing and things. And so. Honestly, I'm just looking at all of those and I have 10 or 20 of those kind of lifetime bucket list sort of goals. And I try in the annual retreat to simply ask, am I making progress toward checking these off? Am I staying on track? That annual or quarterly retreat, that's the question you're asking. You're just stepping back to ask, am I staying on track to what God has called me to? Okay, so I'm uh, trying to go through just big areas of kind of how you stay in life and in rhythm. So remember, there are rhythms to spiritual life, not just disciplines, not just things we do. There are habits and rhythms we cultivate. And I'm just going over four of them to think about. What's your daily rhythm? This is what I want you to ask yourself. What is my daily rhythm with Christ? What's that pattern in my life? Secondly, think about the week. Do I have a weekly habit of Sabbath? Every week, am I prayerfully planning out my week before God? And then finally, think quarterly and annually. I want to urge you, try taking two to three hours, a retreat where it's you alone in a quiet space to prayerfully lay out your life before God. What's the big idea in all of this? Jesus is Lord and King of everything, and He has entrusted to you this task of what it looks like to live fruitfully and faithfully for Him. So here's what I'm asking you. Take some intentional time to think that through. And here's what I hope, I hope you'll find like I have, that actually it's not just the techniques of spiritual disciplines, but it's the habits of spiritual rhythm that begin to make all the difference in living faithfully for Christ. This is something maybe you could think about as you're ending the summer, kind of headed to the fall. This is a good time to step back and to assess and to begin to prayerfully plan, God, what would you have for me to implement Not just spiritual disciplines, but spiritual rhythms to help us to live in sync and to be faithful in how God has called us.